Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free cnn underscore's guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever all right let's face it most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point and there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights that's why the cnn underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep hey this is john ridley and this is matt carey documentary editor at deadline and welcome to talk talk john we've got a hard-hitting episode today a lot of controversy well maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for best documentary feature we're going to get into that with some amazing panelists you get a shot but the individuals behind every one of those images they're complicated and they are human this has been doc talk thank you great conversation Yo 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 Charlemagne the God. Guess what? Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. You wanted to jump right into Hump Day, huh? I did. No peace to the planet enough for this I morning. I forgot. I forgot all about it, man. It's Wednesday morning. It's early. You know. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. What's happening? What's going on? Well, we got our guest co-host back, Willie D. He's back joining us this morning. Dropped hey. a bomb for Willie D. Came in, here, came in here yesterday stirring up all that trouble. Yeah. Pissed all the ladies off. Ladies want flowers, yeah. Willie D. <laughs> they want flowers. The ladies want oh, flowers, man. Willie D. Man, I have to make amends for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ladies say they want flowers on their first date, Willie there D. There you go. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah, all right? Good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a veteran now. This is my second day on this. You feel like a vet? So, yeah. so getting up early is not a problem for you? No, nah, that's a problem. He said that. That's a problem. I mean, that's as, a far, problem. as far as media, though, Willie, you 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 you've been in the media thing for a while now. I mean, with the podcast and the YouTube yeah. channel, you know what I mean. Yeah. Before that, I did uh, I did a talk show on uh, ninety seven nine the boxing Houston. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. See. Okay. Willie ain't new to this. No, not at all. Not not, not even a little bit. Did y'all charge your crystals last night? It was a full moon. No. You ain't charge your crystals in the full moon last night. I don't participate in uh, stuff like 
That moon was so beautiful last night. Mm -mm. It just went. It was still up when we came in the building. Yeah, I seen it this morning. Yeah, yeah man. I seen it this morning. Yeah, I actually went. Uh, you know, I went fishing last night with my son. We ain't catch nothing though, but we went fishing last night. What the hell, y'all went fishing at? Uh, there's a lake. Uh, pretty close to where we live and uh, a neighbor actually one of my neighbors actually live on a lake so mm -hmm. we went over there and we were fishing and we ain't catch nothing though we were just there we, we ain't catch nothing there was I don't it might not even been no fishing that lake I'm not a fisherman I'm not I'm from New York we don't we don't do those type of things I just tried did he, anybody catch he wanted that, to do it did anybody catch that billion dollar lottery ticket I didn't thing? catch that either did nobody caught that no okay but going back to the fishing though man I got a story Go. the first time me and my son went fishing mm -hmm. we were out there at this little uh, lake for about maybe five hours mm -hmm. and man we had to catch up the day mm -hmm. very first time fishing right we caught a turtle a turtle a turtle yeah <laughs> That's did y'all eat it y'all made a turtle soup nah man <laughs> we, we, we threw it back um, I started you know back in the day I would have kept it as a pet yeah 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 but uh, yeah we, we let it go I had a pet turtle back in the day, same thing. Did caught, you eat it? No, we caught it caught it out in the wilderness in mm -hmm. Moss Corner, South Carolina. And my daddy, my dad maybe put it back in the, where I got it from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to keep a turtle. Like, especially a turtle you catch in the wild. They it's one thing much. when you buy one from the store and you feed it turtle food, but. They don't eat much. So, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have no pet, idea what they're talking about. Yeah. We do dogs and cats in New York. We don't do. <laughs> dogs and cats <laughs> and rats. Yeah, <laughs> rats. There's really no need to have a pet turtle, honestly. <laughs> When you really think about it, like, what's the point of having a pet turtle? Mm. You, you, let, let that let that turtle go, man. Free that turtle. Free that turtle. I, I think any type of pet that you have should earn their keep. That's why I don't do little dogs. Little dogs serve no purpose Yo, to me. Willie D a, I, sounds that, like my pops. My I, pops I need, in the same way. My pops like yeah. everybody who lives in this house needs a job. Well, if right. it's a little dog, that little dog ain't doing nothing. Get a big ass dog that's gonna be. My dad said the same yeah, ish. Man. I think little dogs are for comfort. People keep that like emotional support dogs. Yeah, you know, my daughter just got her one mm -hmm. uh, emotional support dog. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at first I thought to myself, where did I go wrong? You, know? <laughs> you did <laughs> but, nothing but, wrong with But my daughter loves that dog, man. I mean, absolutely loves that dog. Emotional support? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Charles D. King will be joining us this morning. Man. He's the CEO of Macro Studios. Now, if you don't Man. know what Macro is, uh, they do a, a bunch of different things, but they fund a lot of black Big films. Big black Hollywood business. Uh, like Fences, they funded. They funded... Uh, they clone Tyrone. They clone Tyrone and a host of others. He's a brother. Uh, he started out, he went to Howard Law. He started working from the mailroom, worked his way up, and we're going to talk to him about all that. I love to see brothers winning like that. So we'll talk to him a little bit, and then we got front page news next with Tesla and Figaro. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Our guest co-host Willie D is here and Tesman Figaro. Good morning. Good morning, DJ NV. Good morning to the big homie, Willie D. Good morning, Willie. He can't hear you. We turned okay. off this one. You can hear him now? He said good morning. She said good morning. Good morning, Tess. Okay. Now let's good morning, get... um, what's up, Charlemagne? Peace, Ted. Let's get right into it. Donald Trump. Let's go. Yes, on now. I I, I didn't think I, I would be the first one to admit that I never thought this particular day uh, would come. But former President Donald Trump was indicted on four felony counts that accused him of working to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in the run up to the violent riot by his supporters at the U.S. Capitol. Let's listen to U.S. Attorney General Gar uh, General Garland. how He explains what happens. And let's also listen to Trump's response. Take a listen. Uh, so immediately after the January 6th attack on our democracy, 
career men and women of the Justice Department engaged in what has become the largest investigation in our history. In November last, I appointed Jack Smith, a special counsel, to take on the ongoing investigation in order to underline the department's commitment to accountability and independence. Mr. Smith and his team of experienced, principled career agents and prosecutors have followed the facts and the law wherever they lead. Any questions about this matter will have to be answered by the filings made in the courtroom. Former president's campaign swiftly responding to the indictment, saying they consider it an attempt by the Biden administration to interfere with the upcoming 2024 election. The state calling the four felony charges, quote, fake. Hey, man, Donald now, Trump. Uh, oh, go ahead, Ted. I always wanted to just give you those uh, those charges right quick. Uh, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. So four felony charges. Hey, man, Donald Trump got more criminal charges than Nick Cannon got kids, and Nick Cannon couldn't catch Trump if he tried. 78 criminal charges. Okay, Nick Cannon is never going to have that many kids. And look, <laughs> nobody is above the law. You are innocent until proven guilty in this country, but there's consequences to your actions. And we've been watching Trump operate with impunity for a long time, and it seems like it's all caught up. Yeah, yes. there's 78 charges, but it, it should be around 156 minimum because he is a criminal. He's an international criminal, and he should have been locked up a long time ago, him and his constituents. That's right. I said it. Well, it's happening now. Well, let, well, let me ask you a question. It's not, it's not easy, clearly. To, to, we've never seen this before, a president you know, uh, being indicted like this, a president having all these criminal charges. So this is something new. So I'm sure something new would take a little bit longer. But this is it's definitely happening now. But he can still run for president, right? That's what they're saying. He's still leading in the polls right now, and <laughs> so, it's not even close. <laughs> so, yes. so we have these conversations, and yes, he's being indicted. But he still could run for president, and there's no problem with him running, and he still can be the president, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. And then when Doesn't he is matter. president, he can drop his own charges, right? He could uh, wipe his own charges away. Well, I don't know about that. I, that'd probably be yet another charge <laughs> if he, if he would were to do that. Let's just take step by step. But like Charlamagne said, yes, he's absolutely still running. And the polls, I don't know if this is more about Biden or more about Trump or this country, or country. Uh, but they are still uh, neck and neck uh, in the general election. Uh, I did want to do just a quick uh, for folks who may not be following all of the charges that you mentioned. Just quickly, uh, there's still one pending investigation, the Georgia election interference, and then the three indictments uh, that have happened is now the January 6th insurrection, the classified documents and the hush money. And, you know, again, I was one of the ones that was skeptical to see if this January 6th indictment would ever happen. And so uh, it did. Here we are. I, I do say, though, we definitely need more, you know, qualifications and stipulations to run for president, because that's the problem I have, man. Think about any other business or any other industry. If you was facing all of this, <laughs> if you had all of these criminal mm-hmm. charges, you'd be suspended. You'd be fired. People wouldn't want to do business with you. They'd separate. Right. I mean, you can't even get you. an apartment. Right. You can't even get an apartment in some cities, uh, you know, with a felony, a place to live right. over your head, and, and, let and, alone run for president of the United States. And we know he hasn't been convicted yet, but even still, even even still, even being innocent until proven guilty, so many industries would separate themselves from you if you was facing all of these criminal charges yet. Mm-hmm. He can still run for president. That's right. Like, God dang, we don't have we got to have some better stipulations and qualifications for running for president, man. And and be president, not just run, but actually be president of the United States. Y'all don't yeah, want that. The now, sad let, part about it is that this dude has been committing crimes from day one like he is a an international criminal and I can't wait 
for the day that we make a, accountability great again. I can't wait for that day. You feel like it's happening now? We're going to see, though. No, it's not happening because let's face it, man. This country is ran by a bunch of corrupt people. That's bottom line, all the way at the top, both sides. They are corrupt. They are dirty. And we need to have term limits. These people, it's people that, that, are, that are in office, holding office, that's telling us how to live our life, that's in, in control of our lives. And they're way dumber than us. And we sit back and we're letting it happen. These people should be all locked up. They should all be put in jail. True indeed. What accountability is happening right now, Willie D. I mean, yeah. the, guy, the guy got 78 criminal charges. Yes, I mean, what's I mean, charges? I mean, well, four indictments. Let's, I mean, that's a start. I'm, I'm, gotta start somewhere. Let's get to the convictions, man. And let's get to the jail time. They got to start because somewhere. Because I, I don't see them putting, and I, just like most people, we most of us don't believe he'll ever do any time in prison. I don't think and so. That say, and that speaks volume about this so I never this thought this would happen. I never thought yeah. he would get just 78 yeah. criminal charges. I never thought he would get indicted. So he's going to be the first I never person thought indicted he'd get elected. president. That too. Well, let's, <laughs> well, thank you, Tez. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Let's uh, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Let's have a discussion again. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is CJ. CJ, what up? Get it off your chest. I'm all right, bro. You know, representing that town, CJ, City James on the mic. Talk to us. What's up? But I want to comment again about you know politics with Donald Trump. You know, and the thing about the thing about politics is that they always been the worst since day one. Every last one of them. Donald Trump, he ain't a politician, but you know what? The rooster coming on the ground. He don't care about none of that. All right. Really? There's not a person alive on this planet who don't care about 78 criminal charges and three indictments. But why do people keep saying Donald Trump is not a politician? The moment that he decided to run for office, he became a politician. He's definitely a politician. He is a politician. Yeah, right. 100%. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's your boy DJ Easy. What's going on? What up, what up, Easy? Going on, what up? Get it off your chest, brother. Yo, Envy, man, good morning. Charlamagne, good morning. What's going on, man? What's going on? Peace, King. Can you How you? Say good morning. <laughs> Yo, listen, but, but real talk, though, right? I'm, I'm actually for Trump beating these charges. Wow. Um, oh, I'm actually for Trump being elected president again. Oh, my God. Because when you look at it, now, honestly, when you look at it, who do we got? We got Biden. 94 crack bill. He's been running through all of that. I mean, Trump been racist. Trump been doing all this and uh, breaking all these laws, but he's always been putting money in the black community's pocket. When it came to the STEMI check, we was living. We was eating good through COVID. And you listen, so they, I mean, they, who they, are we gonna choose? Yeah, they, I, I'd rather choose a thug over a troll. You, you can have See? all the money in your pocket all you want, but you don't want to. What's the point of having money in a fascist society, sir? I, I told you. Like, like, don't he, care. he don't. He don't. He don't want. He don't. He, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What, what he what he said what he said just now is no different from what white folks said during slavery and even in post slavery. It's like it, it boils down to money. You know, if it helps me out and I'm making money for it, uh, you know, hey man, it doesn't matter if it's a crime. It doesn't matter if it's immoral. You know, I'm gonna do it, and that's the problem with people in America, and that's the problem with. Living in a capitalistic society. That's right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Are you all about the NBA action? 
You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code BREAKFAST. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code BREAKFAST. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US. USA.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jay. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Call it OG Willie. I'm a subscriber of this. I'm glad that y'all got somebody on there that ain't gonna hold no punches. What's up, King? He said everybody at the top. It ain't just the left, it's the right and the left and the far right, far left. That's corrupt. That's right. And then they want us to. You know what I think? I think that one side goes and do so bad that they make you run and jump into the other people's arms. Other than taking time out and looking for people that's independent, like, uh, what's his name? Nelson? Used to be a college professor. Got that phone. Oh, Cornell West. Oh, Cornel Dr. West. Cornel, Cornel West. West. Yeah, nobody seems to talk about him, though. I advertise for him. He coming on Breakfast Club soon. I think in the uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah, yep. Cornell West is a great human being. The problem with with our country is that we don't vote for the person who's best for the job. We vote for the person we think can win. Right. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Anisha. Hey, Anisha. Good morning. Get it off your chest, Mama. Hey, I was just talk- I was just hearing you guys talk about Trump and everything. Um, I think those charges that he has pending, I think he will walk from those. I think the politicians and everything just need a re a whole readjusting. I, like he was saying, they are all corrupt. I feel so. They all corrupt. And he but may they, actually. They all corrupt, but he's not walking he from seventy eight criminal charges and three indictments. Like they they crossed a lot of T's and dotted a lot of I's to uh you know uh, bring charges against a former president. But what's the punishment going? I mean, to I hope so. I don't know what the punishment going to be. I really, man, really do. I'm focused on the punishment. But lock this sucker up, man. I mean, put this Please. sucker under the jailhouse. Really Throw away the keys, guy. man. Throw away the keys. Guy. In fact, put him under the jailhouse, man, and put concrete on top of the jailhouse. <laughs> Let's make sure that sucker never come out, man. I don't. I, I don't see how he walks from these. He got to go. Hello, who's this? This Tario, this MV, Charlemagne, Mr. Willie D. Just chilling, man. Listen, Mr. Willie D, it's an honor just to be here in your presence to hear you. Thank you, man. Uh, Listen, let me tell you something. A lot of people say gangster rap started with a lot of other rappers. I used to pull up that song Assassin y'all did way back in the 80s. Y'all my favorites, man. Ghetto boy. Appreciate it. Yes. All right, listen. But here goes the thing with Trump. If y'all look at it, they playing chess, not checkers. They putting DeSantis in a place. I mean, Trump gonna go where he gotta go just to put DeSantis where they wanna go. So they gotta play this strategically and just pay attention to it. I don't think Republicans want DeSantis either, brother. I mean, one thing we know about Republicans, they gonna fall in line regardless. But uh, when you look at these poll numbers, it don't seem like they want DeSantis either. <laughs> like, like, I'm looking at something right now. It says, if the election for the Republican presidential nominee were held today, this is in the New York Times, by the way, which candidate would you most likely vote for? Donald Trump, 54%. DeSantis has 17%. Uh, I don't think they want Ron like y- y'all think they want Ron. Mm-mm-mm. 
Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. When we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to discuss Lizzo. She's in the rumors. Uh, some of her dancers are saying that... Uh, she fat shamed them. Well, we'll talk about it when That's we come hilarious, back. That's hilarious, buddy. Yo, shut up. We have to acknowledge that is a hilarious headline. And we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Man, sit your ass down and act like we got a show to do. I get my headphones. Oh, you didn't have them? No. Oh, okay. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Willie D, with us. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lizzo. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, yesterday, three of Lizzo's former backup dancers accused the singer of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. Now, the three defendants... What about the weight shaming? You missed out there. Don't, don't leave out the weight shaming. I'm going to get to all that's that. The, that's, the, that's the funniest part of the headline. I'm going to get to all We that. have to admit that's a hilarious headline. Before we discuss, we have to admit seeing that Lizzo possibly weight shame somebody is hilarious. Like, those are the type of headlines that comedy shows are built around. Well, let's let's discuss. So three of the defendants, Lizzo, Lizzo's production company, and uh, Charlene, which is uh, the dance captain. Now, in three of the lawsuits, they say that uh, three of Lizzo's backup dancers alleged that at a club in Amsterdam, she pressured them to take turns touching a nude performer's breasts, even after the dancer said no. Invited dancers to catch dildos launched from the performer's vaginas and eat bananas protruding from the performer's vagina. Now, if that story is true, do you really think it would be something as healthy as a banana in a script club? Like no wings, no fries. Like you really think it's going to be something that's a good source of potassium? <laughs> Asked one of the security staff members to strip on stage. The dancers also alleged that Lizzo subjected them to an excruciating 12-hour audition rehearsal after accusing them of drinking before performances. Lizzo allegedly uh, planned to fire and send them home if their performances wasn't good enough. Allegedly, dancers didn't use the bathroom out of fear of losing their job. One dancer, Crystal Williams, argued to Lizzo that uh, they weren't drinking on the job. In response, Lizzo allegedly mocked her and then fired her five days later. Another dancer, Ariana Davis, recorded a rehearsal due to health concerns from an eye condition. In response, Lizzo allegedly called out her weight gain, berated her and fired her. Davis was then forced to stay in a room while a security staff member searched her phone to make sure the footage was deleted. She is now suing a Lizzo's production company as a, for false imprisonment. Well, the, what is the false imprisonment? I don't understand that part. Because it said it made her stay in the hotel room while they deleted the uh, oh, footage. Oh, 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 okay. Now, the dancers also alleged that uh, they experienced racist and fatphobic discrimination at the hands of the company's tour members. When asking for downtown compensation at a rate of 50% of a weekly pay, they were told that they were disrespectful for being and an, uh, only offered 25% by the accountant. In a lawsuit, they state uh, only the dance cast comprised of full-figured women of color were even spoken on to this manner. Additionally, Lizzo's former performers uh, claimed that their dance captain, Nessie Charlene, was sexually inappropriate. According to the plaintiffs, uh, Charlene described sexual fantasies, simulated oral sex, commented on the sex lives of other dancers allegedly uh the dancer's lawyer uh ron zabrano said in a statement uh this stunning nature of how lizzo and her management team treated their performance seemed to go against everything lizzo stands for publicly while privately she uh, weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are only illegal but absolutely demoralizing when i first heard that i thought the story was gonna be about her shaming uh skinny women but she allegedly was shaming the big girls. Yes. Allegedly. Majority of this seems to be about her her management, though, right? 
It feels like it from what you just read. Uh, a little bit of everything. But, you know, it's like anything else with any other lawsuit. There's two sides to each story. Absolutely. And then anybody can claim whatever they Absolutely. want when it comes to a lawsuit. And then it's up to Lizzo to try to, you know, have to fight and, it in court. And you don't understand that if you've never been sued. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's true and what's not true. And I'm not about to speculate. But I do know people sue. And just because people sue doesn't mean it's true. Correct. And it doesn't mean it isn't either. That's right. That's why they have a court right. system. There's, there's a lot been said here, though, man. There's a lot, lot, lot has been said and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out mm-hmm. because oftentimes, you know, people will accuse you of something and there's, you know, one or two things they say you did. This is a whole plethora of things. We, eh. But you got to prove it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And, and with a lawsuit, especially when you get an attorney, attorney's job is to try to put as many things, especially in the press as possible to make people look bad. And in this case, Lizzo hasn't said anything. And Lizzo, probably her attorney will probably tell her, say nothing because yeah. wait for the, the court case. But like you said, all this stuff has to be proved. You know, it can can that stuff be proved in a court of law? That's that's what we have to wait for. I'm interested to see how the people who uh, do business with Lizzo react, because, you know, they usually like to react and pull things, you know, just based off, you know, allegations. But, you know, Lizzo, Lizzo checks off a lot of boxes, right? She's a woman. She's Correct. a black woman. Black she's woman. A, a big woman. Of you weight. know what I mean? And she's always been an advocate for, for, for marginalized for people. Yes, absolutely. You know? so and I, black I, people I, as well. I'm interested to see how uh, a lot of these corporations react because I would think that they wouldn't have a knee-jerk reaction and just start pulling stuff. I would think somebody like Lizzo would get the benefit of the doubt. I, I would think know. absolutely. I would I, think so too. I, I, I don't know. They they don't give uh, men the benefit of they doubt definitely when they don't. get nope. caught up in these me. No, too they types definitely camp. don't. If that if this if that oh man, come on. If she mm-hmm. was if she was a man, a black, she'd be out of here. Yeah. Three 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 different women saying things like that. Come oh, on. she'd be out of here already. They come wouldn't on. give her. They wouldn't give that human no grace. So right. that's why I said I'm interested to see how they uh, react with Lizzo. Yeah, because Lizzo was somebody that the world loved. They still love her. Well, love. love. Yeah, well, love. I mean, well, before <laughs> this. See how they you love. do with the people? No, they God love. Damn. Right. They love Lizzo. So, Lizzo oh, that so mercy. I want to see how this plays out. But like I said, this is a lawsuit. And like a lawsuit, you know, it's, you know, you got to see in the court of law. All right. And that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. And also next hour, Charles D. King will be joining us. He is the CEO of Macro Studios. That is the company that finances a lot of black films, directs a lot of black films and makes sure they put a lot of black films to the forefront. Some of the films are Offenses. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Cloning Tyrone. Uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. They clone Tyrone. Yes. A lot of different things. Raising Dion on the Netflix. That was a TV show. That's right. So we'll talk to him a little bit. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Are you someone who knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom? Then live large and now thinner with new Magnum Raw Condoms. The thinnest Magnum condom. Available where condoms are sold. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Cousin Figaro is back. What up, Tiz? Absolutely. What's up, DJ Envy, the big homie Willie D, and Charlamagne the Guy? What's up, Tiz? Peace to the hood, Whisperer. Now, let's talk about uh, the lawyers from Malcolm X's family. What's going yeah, on in know. that situation? Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people uh, have heard about uh, the family of Malcolm X suing the government, but lawyers for the family of Malcolm X have unveiled new witness testimony that they say corroborates their claim that U.S. authorities were involved in his assassination. Let's take a listen. Tuesday's press conference introduced Mustafa Hassan. Hassan says he was part of Malcolm X's security detail the night of the assassination, February 21st, 1965, 
at the Audubon Ballroom in Upper Manhattan. Reading from his signed affidavit, I saw a man running down the aisle towards the exit where I had been posted with a gun in his hand. I would later see the same man outside as he was being beaten by Malcolm's followers while a group of policemen who suddenly showed up on the scene asking, is he with us? While at the same time holding back Malcolm's followers from beating him. He says despite what he witnessed, he was never approached to give a statement or appear in court. He and Crump's legal team believe the shooter was one of several informants at the Audubon Ballroom to carry out the assassination. Mr. Hassan said he is certain, no doubt in his mind, that Hagen was working on behalf of the NYPD or another government agency. So what does that mean for the family? Like, what, what, what are they going to be able to sue? Or mm -hmm, Absolutely. They are actually suing the FBI, CIA, and New York Police Department for $100 million, alleging that the law enforcement agency played a part uh, in Malcolm X's execution in 1965. The daughter of Malcolm X said, for years, our family has fought for the truth to come to light concerning his murder. The lawsuit also claims that officials withheld evidence in the original prosecution of the three men convicted uh, of convicted of killing Malcolm X in an effort to conceal their roles in his death. And I'll just leave this with the quote that we know Malcolm X said that said the media is most powerful. The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent. Ben Crump was uh, handling that case too? Mm -hmm. yes, yes, sir. Okay. Go ahead, Ben Crump. But Ben Crump don't be playing. I saw Ben Crump do that and I saw the, the Henrietta Lacks family. They settled their suit against Biotech, like they reached a settlement in that case because of the cells that were harvested without her consent. Mm. These are a lot of the cases that they don't talk a lot about, you know, Charlemagne. You know, they like to focus on police brutality, but actually does more cases like this than anything at all. And again, who has sued the FBI, the CIA? Let me say that again for the people in the back. The FBI, the CIA, and the New York Police Department on behalf of Malcolm X. And yes, his family uh, would be the one, you know, receiving uh, those benefits but it's more than just it's not just about money it's putting on the record uh that one of our leaders were assassinated by the government and just the fyi in 2021 they overturned the supreme court new york supreme court overturned two of the men's convictions uh because they said that uh they withheld evidence so this is what makes this case stronger because uh, when you got allowed folks out because you know they, they were allegedly innocent. Now they're saying, hey, you said that they didn't kill Malcolm X, so who did? And now they're you know trying to go after the government on the civil side. That's the biggest point, Tez, is putting the government on blast because mm -hmm. everybody knows that the U.S. government played a role in mm -hmm. Malcolm X's assassination. Everybody knows that. So it's cool that they putting them on blast, but we all know they're not going to see a penny of that money because if they pay that lawsuit out, they're going to have to pay the rest of them out because this government is responsible for killing a lot of our leaders, black and white and others. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I, you know, it's my, my, um, on my late night talk show, uh, the, the God's Honest Truth, I did a whole second episode about the FBI and I was asking why Jagger, who was named, still on the building when this man was responsible for so right. many of mm -hmm. our black leaders, you know, yeah. being assassinated. He mm -hmm. was the ringleader. He was a hard documented. He like, was a harbor human being. His name should not be on any kind of buildings. His name should not be on street signs, airports, none of that stuff because he don't deserve that. You know, they they absolutely need to be held accountable, but they won't be held accountable. It's like, it's like somebody suing me and I'm I'm I have to write the check. Mm -hmm. You're going to sue me. You're coming to me 
to sue me. Mm-hmm. And you you pleading your case to me. Hey, Willie, you messed over, man. I want to sue you. Will you take on my lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on in. Let me hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. All right, you suing me for $100,000? Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, man, uh, I've decided that. <laughs> get get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to the government to ask the government for relief for your pain. Mm-hmm. Right. That they well, cause. I mean, I, that the I, government I feel that, but it's still... It's still important, you know, that that it, like you said, Willie, that it goes on the record. You know, yeah. uh, somebody yeah. got to sue some. Somebody got to put it on the record. And yeah. so, since 1965, you know, I don't see nobody else had no leaders, no attorneys, no Congress people, no Senate. You know, like let's put this on the record, whether they pay or not. I mean, as you know, lawsuits are not always about getting paid or you know the result, but it's really putting it on the record. So I do hear you, I feel you, but I I don't want to gloss over the fact that somebody had the the gall. Uh, to put the FBI on blast, I think that's a critically important. I, I, I agree. That, I, I, agree. I, I absolutely agree with you because because it takes a lot of courage. As we know, I mean, you can easily you know end up taking a dirt nap, uh, shaking up the government. You know, I agree. Yeah. So, and, and, so and, that that takes a lot of courage. So salute to uh, Ben Crump and everybody involved. Salute to Ben. Ben has done some good work this week. Not only is that on the record, the Henrietta Lacks case is on the record, and I know that family getting the settlement from Biotech. Mm-hmm. Y'all can kiss my ass mm-hmm. on that. They gonna get some money. Yeah, they right. deserve it. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Can I give a quick shout out quickly? Sure, of course. Okay, just since Willie D is here, I want to give a shout out to Willie D uh, for helping me put together an organizing event in Houston, Texas today with a conversation with Michael, who you know is our brother, a.k.a. Killer Mike. Uh, So Willie, yeah, Willie D helped me put together an organizing event with brother Derek Muhammad. I'm also doing an event this week with Dallas in Dallas with the DLC. And basically what we're doing is, uh, you know, going to the barbershops and we're sitting down and we're talking about the record. And to me, this is what really symbolizes uh, 50 years in hip hop to talk about about how hip-hop has influenced politics and social justice and as you guys know because you've all heard the record killer mike's uh, new album michael is a statement of this generation and so we're going to sit through and go through the lyrics and chop it up and you know really talk about what that album means so thank you so much to my brother willie d absolutely tez you're doing some great work and killer mike salute 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 it's beautiful to see somebody like killer mike represent the culture because he is the culture he's the definition of the culture all right. Now, when we come back, Charles D. King will be joining us. He's the CEO of Macro Studios. He's a brother that uh, really started from the bottom. I mean, he went to uh, Howard Law. He started uh, at the mailroom, worked his way up, and now he's funding a lot of movies and a majority of them black movies. So we'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Brooke, Scarlett, Roddy Rich, and so many more. All right. Now, you can hear it on iHeartRadio Hip Hop and R&B stations tonight at 7 p.m. local time and also streaming on the iHeartRadio YouTube and Facebook channels. All right, so definitely check it out. Living Black, always amazing. Now, let's get into our guest. He goes by the name of Charles D. King. He's the CEO of Macro Studios. Now, Macro Studios is a studio company that finances black films, directs, and helps so much of putting black films in the forefront. The brother started from uh, Howard Law, started in the mailroom, and uh, he's doing big things Charles D. King, good morning. Thanks for having me. How you feeling? Man, I'm excited to be here. Now, where are you from, brother? I grew up in Decatur, Georgia, man. Decatur, Georgia. Yeah. And how did you get into funding movies and and into doing things like that? Where did that come from? I don't think that's something a kid thinks about (laughs) when they're a kid, you know? Man, it's a long journey, man. Tell us. You know, I got the bug in college. My big break was here in New York City. Mm -hmm. I got an internship at summer 95 working at MTV. Mm. And it was really from that where... 
I just learned about all these different aspects of the industry. And someone said, you know what? You'd make a really good lawyer, but you make a great agent. I had no idea what agents did, but then I looked it up and I was like, oh man, some, a lot of the heads of these studios, mm-hmm. guys like David Geffen, Barry Diller, all these media moguls, they started out as agents. So that really kind of stuck in my head and became like my thought about my initial path. And really that's kind of what I did when I graduated from law school, I moved out to LA, I landed in the William Morris mailroom, Became an agent in two and a half years. You said in the mailroom. In the starting the mailroom. So man. as an attorney, bottom. Yeah. you started as a mailroom. Yes, Jesus started Christ. in the mailroom. Yeah. Do, do most attorneys start a mailroom, or was the fact that you were black? You know it? what? No. <laughs> I think the good thing is this is a training ground where people, whether you had an MBA, law degree, film school, everyone starts at the bottom of this, and that's it was one of those things where it's actually prestigious to actually get into the mailroom. So mm. the fact that I landed in that mailroom six weeks after I moved to LA at the William Morris Agency, like the, the oldest entertainment inst- institution in our business, it was like a big deal. And then to get promoted in two and a half years, where, you know, it was really, it was at a time where I was the first of many uh, mm. doing our thing in that space. You know, Charles is being very humble, man. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Macro. Macro was a big, big deal mm-hmm. as a film studio. Thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Could you yeah. tell people the whole complete picture of what macro is, what y'all yeah. do, even some of the you know, things that y'all have put out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, man. We launched the company eight and a half years ago, mm-hmm. raised capital, brought in great partners, and we're we're operating in numerous areas. We've got three, con- we have our content studios, our film studio, our television studio, we have a representation vertical, and we also have a creative agency all within the hub of, 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 of macro. And some of the projects, we've had about 14 movies that we made and had out in the marketplace, we've had 15 Oscar nominations. So some of our projects have included, you know, most recently they cloned they Tyrone, cloned Tyrone. Mm-hmm. you know, with uh, Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, Tayana Paris. Great PR yeah. plan, the whole oh, Jamie man. clone thing. <laughs> you know that was fake, okay? <laughs> yeah, we can't. We, you know that 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 was just that was just happened, man. No, it was know, in crazy circumstances with everything, but I'm so blessed and we we're so happy that he's doing better, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, we've had other projects like Judas and the Black Messiah, but then also Sorry to Bother You was another one of our projects that we uh, co-produced and financed. Mm-hmm. Mudbound was another one that was the first movie that we actually financed and produced. Fences and yeah, you know, I could mm-hmm. go on, but really yeah, yeah. loved. We've had television shows, you know, like Raising Dion, which was like the number one kids and family show on Netflix. So we've been involved with a lot of different things across all platforms. What makes Macro different than other film studios? Uh, I would say what makes us different is we're very much artist advocates. The fact that we also have raised capital and, and, and we have a team of, of executives that are best in class throughout the industry. And we're very focused only on making sure that people of color are at the center of all of our projects. And we're also making sure that the production quality and the value of our content, regardless of the genre, is at the highest levels of execution, is the level of cinematic excellence regarding everything that we've done. So. You take that through line of people of color, not only domestically and globally, artist excellence, artist advocacy, being empowered both financially and creatively, I think is really one of the reasons why our company has really been blazing the trail and, and, and using used as a model for many others who are coming up through the industry. Well, what's the difference between linking with uh, Amazon and doing a multi-year deal like y'all have done or raising $90 million? To broaden the media ambitions like what's 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 the difference yeah it's a combination okay so the fact that we raised capital was to build out the team build out our infrastructure we have our own capital to develop projects like they clone tyrone where we can incubate them internally we can put them together and then we go and figure out who is the right 
distribution partner mm -hmm. for that project. So that's what with, with Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what we did, you know. So with a project like they clone Tyrone, we developed the project, we paid for the script, we had it ready, we had task, cast attack, and then we went to marketplace, and then everyone was bidding on it. And this one landed at Netflix, and Netflix was, you know, wildly excited about it, and they really like rolled out. As you can see from the film, they didn't mm -hmm. cut any corners, right. and they provided all the tools and resources behind this young filmmaker. And so we realized that in this case, that was going to be the best partner for it. I was going to ask, when it comes to, to picking a project or greenlighting a project, what is, is it story? Is it working with a director? Because sometimes you might not see the vision that <laughs> a director sees because he might yeah. be a different art form. So how do y'all decide what y'all going to go with? You know what, man? First off, we have a culture at the company where everyone's got a voice. Everyone from the youngest executive to the CEO. And I'd say first and foremost, passion and vision mean, mean everything. So we want to make sure that every project that's on our slate, that there's someone at the company where they feel like this project has to get made. Like, if this movie doesn't get made, like, I've got to see this come into existence. Every one of these projects is almost like a miracle in and of themselves, and it takes a lot of hard work in a village to get behind them. So you got to have passion. The filmmaker and the artist at the center of it, they have to have vision. They have the uniqueness of perspective and point of view and the way... That, they, that they're telling the story and why they want to tell it. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the key things we look for. We also look for people that are looking to do something differently, that are having a different perspective, not just making the same kind of run-of-the-mill content. I think we've seen a lot of things that are just kind of turned around and you've mm -hmm. seen it before. So that we want to make sure there's a freshness to it. So we have we have like six things we have on our macro rubric. Mm -hmm. We make sure that there's at least four out of those six things but out of the heart, at the heart of it, mm -hmm. is passion. I, was I love the fact that y'all like black sci-fi, man. I'm sorry <laughs> to bother you. They clone Tyrone. Like I want to see more black people in sci-fi. I yeah. love that. Hey, man. You know, like I said, man. We know where where we come from. We know where the who the Egyptians, you know, and mm -hmm. and and we also know where we're gonna be in the future. And we also know how how involved we've been with technology and so many inventions through history. And so it's important for us to make sure that we're making projects like that are sci-fi. We're going to also have projects that are action-oriented, you know, mm -hmm. just like the more dramatically period piece, you mm -hmm. know, critically acclaimed projects we've been involved too. Mm -hmm. And as well, it's important for us to make sure that we're making projects across all genres. What movie got away from you that you said, you know, whether you passed on and be like, damn, I shouldn't have passed it, or you just couldn't grab? Oh, man. There is one. There's something that's still on there's your mind. One. <laughs> there's uh, something on your mind. There, there's one, man. There, there was a big one. Um... One of our projects was uh, Roman J. Israel with, with, with Sony, with, with Denzel Washington. We did that. We were executive producers and co-financiers of that after we had amazing success with Denzel uh, on Fences. Right. And, you know, Roman J. Israel, you know, I didn't do as well as we'd all hoped for at Sony, but we also had a great relationship with, with the studio and we were trying to find other things to do. They brought us Spider-Verse and said, hey, man, the Spider-Verse is dope. Um, Come on, You Jim. know, our friends, and we said... We would love, you know, we, we loved it. We didn't have enough capital. Mm. And so we couldn't come on as co-financiers. And I, that's one I'm like, that. This still to this day, especially when the next, latest Spider-Verse came out and it was so amazing. I remember being at the premiere with my <laughs> sons who was 16 and 14, you know, that would have been amazing. But I'm like, obviously, man, it's just, it's an incredible film. So that's one that got away from us. Mm -hmm. You know, there, hopefully there won't be other. All right, when we come back, we got more with Charles D. King. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Charles D. King. He's the CEO of Macro Studios. He's a brother that uh, 
backs, directs, and finances a lot of uh, black movies out there. Charlamagne? What's more important? The the and I don't want to say what's more important, but ownership or capital? Mm. You can have ownership, yeah. but if you don't like in, in your case, if you didn't, if you don't have the capital to invest in something yeah. like a Spider Verse, I think. Capital helps lead you to ownership. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are so uniquely positioned, they can also leverage who they are and their skills to get ownership at times if they've got, you know, depending upon the the, the situation. I do it all when the time. They don't, even when they don't have capital, yeah. you know, because they've got sweat equity and maybe they take less money up front, mm-hmm. but then they say, but hey, yeah, I want to own it. And, uh, and I've seen those types of deals and been involved in deals like that during my time as an agent and we've seen that even since so i think ownership absolutely matters the most having capital and access to capital helps you leverage into ownership mm-hmm. do you only want to do black productions you know with so many of our projects at the center of them and in our core to have been black production but we also when we lost the company we said it was important to make sure that we were going to be making content for POC community globally mm-hmm. and domestically. So we have been making productions that that have been, been involved in the Latinx community, the AAPI community. We have projects we're looking at for the indigenous community. And uh, so I mean, like, I'll take, like, Hentify was our second television show. It was a kind of multi-generational family, you know, half-hour comedy that we did as a digital series originally partnered with America Ferreira, did it as a, as a digital series, and then it turned into a half-hour show that did two seasons on Netflix, and we're really proud of that. Or a movie like Tiger Tail that we made for Netflix that Alan Yang directed. It made his directorial debut. It was a beautiful story about his family, uh, kind of based on his family moving from Taiwan to the United States. Uh, there's, another, we've, um, there's a film called Blue Bayou that we made. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just Justin Chong. That really talked about immigration reform that he co-stars in with Alicia Vikander. So we're absolutely, you know, the, the culture is going to be always going to be at the core. Mm-hmm. But we're making sure that people of color whose stories haven't been told across the board are also being told. And we partner with great producers and, and creators to make sure we can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, um, what does Macro do right now during a writer's strike and a, <laughs> a actor strike? Like, what is what is Macro doing? Unscripted content, documentary, like what do you... Yeah, we have, um, I'd say first off, what I think about is um, when people are going through periods of chaos and there's a lot of change and upheaval, I look for the opportunity within that. And so when I look for the opportunity, I'm looking to provide opportunities not only for our company, but unlocking and creating value for others as well. And so I'm spending a lot of time thinking about new models, new business lines, Mm -hmm. As well as obviously, you know, building bridges with the international community and figuring out international productions. There's IP across every platform imaginable that we're thinking about, from video games to manga, comic books, graphic novels. Um, but of course, we're getting active in the scripted space and the documentary space. Uh, most recently, we were very fortunate to be one of the executive producers on Dear Mama which uh, mm-hmm. the, the brilliant director, Alan Hughes, Alan directed. Hughes. Mm-hmm. You know, Legendary. He's the, he's, the, he's, a, he's a visionary. He's the man. And obviously they just had, you know, he was blessed with two Emmy nominations for mm-hmm. that. Uh, we have a few other um, documentaries that are in production that I can't speak to yet because we haven't uh, announced them, but we're very active there. Mm-hmm. We're investing quite heavily in the space. Uh, and we're also 
like I said, looking at the areas that we're currently operating in, how we're going to go further into them, but then what are other complementary lines of business for us as we as we scale the company. So if anything, I'm, I'm actually busier than ever. It's got to be tough for you though, right? Because you're a, like you know, like I said, the founder and CEO of an actual film studio. So you're kind of on the suit side, but then you also <laughs> are for the creatives as well, the, the actors and the writers. So, well, so who do you think's being unfair well, in this situation? Well, we're not in the AMPTP, which is you know, those are the the streamers. Mm -hmm. the streaming platforms and the major studios we're an independent studio so we're not part of that that organization and like i said when you asked me earlier what's different from macro and other studios we actually mm -hmm. share an upside with the artists that we're working with we want to make sure that we're providing value not just for ourselves but also the artists that we work with and so so that there's where it's a win-win opportunity so of course i'm leaning on the side of being an artist advocate uh, and and wanting to make sure that the artists in our community can support themselves and right, live. Right. And so I understand the financial pressures and the change of what's happened in the business models as there's a tremendous amount of investment made to build up subscriber growth on all the streaming platforms. And, you know, there was a market correction that took place last year and there mm -hmm. was, you know, shareholder value that was lost. So that, yes, the large corporations are under tremendous pressure. But at the same time, when you've got showrunners of, of prominent television shows and actors that are extremely recognizable who have to drive Uber in between projects, clearly there's got to be a balance here uh, and, uh, and, and something, needs to, something needs to change. And so I think that what we're going to see through all of this is there's obviously it's a very tough time in the industry, but change was needed. And, and you have to go through periods of like, like, like the one we're going through right now to get on the other side of it while you know we're all feeling pain from it but I do think it's going to make the industry better in the long term I think it's too many screamers <laughs> and, and, and I think too many of these screamers uh, are, are not being transparent about what they're actually doing like numbers wise yeah and I think they care more about Wall Street and, and what those stock evaluations look like than actual profit well I can tell you there's definitely a lot with uh, around data and analytics mm -hmm. uh, we've been fortunate enough with our projects with you know, Netflix in particular, they'll share share information, just really? they'll verbally share, you know, ten days in, twenty eight days in, how well how well the content is performing, where it's, you know, being streamed mm -hmm. and the numbers of hours that are that are being spent. And it's really eye opening when, when we've gotten that information because mm -hmm. these notions of certain content, you know, some, certain content with us doesn't travel, doesn't perform. It's not true. Mm. You know, Raising Dion was the number one kids and family show globally about an eight-year-old kid mm -hmm. with super, a black kid with superpowers being raised by his mom, black black woman. And wow. and so I, what I hope for is that there'll be more transparency going forward with sharing of data and analytics. And, and perhaps there's going to be some tie for independent studios who provide content for platforms and the artists that are making content that's performing well on these platforms where there's going to be some upside for people when it when these projects do perform right now what's happening is everyone's paid on the front end and uh you know you really bought out on the back end and and back in the day you used to have syndication mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know with box office you had you know the theatrical box office results to go by and so there needs to be something that's going to 
shift to be able to, you know, for when projects are actually hits and when they're successful. How does that work for somebody like y'all? Because y'all, y'all do co-pros, right? So you, yeah, we do co-pros. Yeah, so so when you come in yeah. and you've already funded half of the project, do they give y'all? Yeah, we, we get we get the statements. We get the statements. Okay. We'll share alongside, but all, but it also sits behind any of the marketing expenses and the distribution expenses as well. So you so. never really know. <laughs> you, there's a certain amount of transparency. I mean, there's always people can audit, and we haven't yeah. had to do that yet, but. Look, each product, each project for us is different. There's some projects that we're the studio to deliver the project for a platform. Some of them we make independent and it's licensed by a platform. Mm -hmm. Some we're co-financing with a traditional studio. So it really depends on what the business model is. But the, the long term is is really at the end. At the end of the day, we figure out what is the best scenario for each project. What is the best scenario for us to maintain and build long term library and asset value? but also what is the best way for this project creatively as well. We weigh all of those when we make our decisions about you know how we're going to go about our project. All right, when we come back, we got more with Charles D. King, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventure with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with a muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Drive, zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MPG. 37 Highway MPG. 33 Combined MPG. For Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 35 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG. For Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive. 29 City MPG. 36 Highway MPG. 32 Combined MPG. For Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 34 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG. For Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. 
State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Charles D. King. He's the CEO of Macro Studios. He's a brother that backs, directs, and finances a lot of uh, black movies out there. Charlemagne? What is a Charles King dream project for Macro? Like, what's that one you want? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm one dream project is they call Tyrell being out in the marketplace right now because mm-hmm. be honest with you, man, we're so excited with how the culture has leaned in on this film. You know, the freshness of the story. You got mm-hmm. a first time filmmaker. I watched it three times. I don't want to talk to anybody who hasn't watched it at least twice. If you haven't watched it at least twice, I don't want to have a conversation. About it. Man, it's hard to pick up everything, man. It, there's I've seen it, I've read every draft of the script. Mm-hmm. I was there every day through production and I've seen every cut of the film and I still pick up gems each time I watch it. And um, Joel Taylor's a brilliant filmmaker and I'm just really passionate and excited to see how the marketplace has responded and the people really, really saw the the fresh voice but then the smart, subversive things we're saying. So that's one, one passion project. And another thing I would say, I love movies that show us as kings and queens. Mm-hmm. I love for us to see um, a film where you see us as warriors like The Woman King classic right mm-hmm. like that was that was bad mm-hmm. we need to see more movies like that so mm-hmm. I'm thinking you know what's going to be our gladiator you know what's mm-hmm. going to be our uh, our brave heart mm-hmm. and so absolutely 1000% one of my passion projects will be making a movie of that scope and magnitude on mm-hmm. that level and um, yeah we have a few we're developing, but definitely something along those lines. What did the, what did the clones represent? What was the metaphor for the clones to you? <laughs> I'd say it's got a lot for you to think about about what's happening in our communities, and and um, we know what's historically happened. To you know, Joel's from Tuskegee, Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so you know about the Tuskegee experiments, and um, there's so much that's happened in history. And there's so much that continues to happen about what gets pumped into our what gets pumped into our communities. Mm-hmm. You look, you walk in any community, you know what you see when you work in certain communities. And I think that there are a lot of real life metaphors and examples that are in our film They Clone Tyrone to get people to think and ponder, mm-hmm. watch it two or three times, have real dialogue mm-hmm. for us. And uh, and then you also see what happens when the community clicks up and yes. they come together. Yeah, for me, it represented uh, the never-ending cycle of generational trauma that can exist, and how every generation there is the characters in that film, right? Yeah. Like the people or the people that represent, like the, the drug dealer, the, the yeah. pimp, the you know the 
the um I don't want to say the horror, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But also, to your point, when we come together, we can break That's those right. generational mm-hmm. absolutely traumas. But what you're saying about that generational trauma, man, it's real, man. And and the and the the trauma, but then how even through the trauma, the strength that we still have, and and the, and the heart that we still have as people. So I think about that time we were in production. One of the most powerful days on set was I can't I can't give I can't give it away here on, on the show for mm-hmm. those who haven't seen it. But it's the one scene where you know you got uh, a man who's knocking on the door talking to his mom, and he was this he really needed to talk to his up. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah, that the yeah, thing yeah, that, yeah, that really yeah, yeah. happened in that scene later on. Yeah, that the emotion on set that day mm. of just like you know this 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 this. This brother who's supposed to be the stereotypical drug dealer who just needed his mom, really needed his mama. And it just says something about our communities mm-hmm. and how our mothers are there for us, but then what happens when, you know, when people aren't there for them. But then the when he steps outside and that conversation that happened with Junebug, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 lightness around it and how it reminded him of his of his brother. So there were like warm elements like that for us that we needed to make sure we're in there. There's another part I don't want to give the movie away either, but it's like uh when when this, when it shows how the black woman could, wasn't 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 under control. Yeah, so she couldn't be brainwashed. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like that was like that was yeah that was powerful too. I got I, mean, I got a how whole she, how, got she, a, how, how she switched it up on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got a I, whole thesis I could write about. But also the, the 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 strength of her of her and her character. And and then when she, she was then when, leading the charge. That's right. That's right. They oh y'all don't want to do it. I'll go do it myself. That's you know right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Y'all y'all going y'all not yep. gonna man up. I'm gonna the steps I'm gonna take. Yes. And then even in that moment when uh, the uh, Keith Sullivan Sutherland, Sutherland character was like. Oh, we don't even care about you. Like you know what I mean. Like basically, that's what basically, that's what he basically told them. Yes, but you're regular old. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. but she was somebody to them that was. I don't want to say. I was about to say worthy of rescue, but I don't want to get the movie. Away. I'm gonna see the movie this weekend, guys. Oh, I, I was amazing. out of town. <laughs> I, was, I was out of town. I was car show. I was in Atlanta oh. for car show. I, I wasn't oh, here. So, I'm back you, this week. I'm watching this You went for a fun ride, bro. Yeah, I yeah, can't wait I to see, see it. You are, you going? I can't wait to see it. So, yeah. 15 Oscar nominations, three wins. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Is there you. any project that you thought should have got a win? Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> we got we got yeah, we got Song and Daniel won for that one. I felt like we were definitely right there. Been the best picture. We were right there in contention. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of great movies that year, but uh I feel like we were close. Mm-hmm. I, I, I there was definitely a sense from members of the Academy that we were very much in the mix on that one and we're incredibly proud of that film. More, honestly I'll say we're more proud of the fact that Chairman Fred Hampton you know, Junior and Mother Akua and and so many other members of the Black Panther Party that they that they still love the film and mm-hmm. were and supportive of it and how it's really you know been able to educate our community mm-hmm. about you know this revolutionary. So Oscar nominations were great, but that was the thing that was the most rewarding of that. In terms of someone that I felt like got robbed, man, there's there's a few, but I I gotta tell you, man, I felt like uh, Jamie Fox, man, and Just Mercy, man, mm-hmm. it was really. He did his thing, mm-hmm. just like he did. Y'all his seen thing. all these movies? He, I didn't even know those macro movies. Even Raven Dion on the we, TV we show. Were, we were know. one of the executive producers. We co-financed the film. Okay, we okay. weren't we weren't creatively involved in in that project. That was you know, other great producers, but that one we were more financiers. And uh, Jamie Foxx did his thing, and mm-hmm. he was incredible. I mean, when is um, Jamie Foxx not up for some type of Oscar? You know what I mean? Like every role he does, <laughs> even in Nicole Tyrone, like not, not knock on wood, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like his, his performance is absolutely worthy of 
of real conversation, man. Mm-hmm. He is an extraordinary actor. And uh, it was just so incredible to work with. So much fun, but he brought it, man. He is truly, like, an, a gifted man. I always wonder why, like, like Macro doesn't collaborate with, like, Tyler Perry and everything that he's doing. Cause oh, it, just, it just seemed like it would make so much sense. Well, man, uh, well, Tyler is, you know, was one of the artists, moguls that I was fortunate, blessed to work with. I was his main agent for over 10 years. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, uh, back at at uh, William Morris and WME and and um, he had a vision for how he was going to take his these amazing characters in this world uh, that he built out from the theater circuit and bring it into film and TV and as a, as a young agent I was right there as part of the forefront of it alongside of his lawyers of structuring those deals at mm-hmm. Lionsgate and the 1090 mm-hmm. shows and uh and then clearly saw when someone who has a vision and a team behind them, you know, to also support his vision, uh, in, for, in addition to the hard work, mm-hmm. literally tenacious hard work, the fact that he bet on himself, that he mm-hmm. invested in himself, and you look at the, the empire that he's built. So I have tremendous respect for him. And so obviously, even when I went to leave WME and I said, hey, I'm going to go do my thing, he was just like, you're going to wish you had done this five years earlier. It's going to be incredible. And I... I have to say that although we haven't you know, worked on a project together or found that thing, there's there's absolutely nothing but respect and love. And wow. I'm sure at some point we'll find something. But you know, clearly there's a there's there's nothing but respect. All right. yeah. There you have it, Charles, Charles D. King. King. <laughs> Appreciate you for doing it. Yeah, thank you so much, this brother. Is a great Appreciate conversation. you. Thank you, brother. It's Charles King. It's the yeah. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Willie D with us. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Lil Meach. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, Meach was uh, Lil Meach was trending yesterday uh, for a couple of reasons. Well, one, it seems like his relationship with Summer Walker, they're saying, is over. Uh, she posted something on social media. It's just crazy how an Igor will really try to pursue the F out of you for two years, make you meet the whole family, want to be around you and your kids all day, pay bills just to embarrass you to the world, laughing my ass off. I don't understand men, but I'm going to give it to God. Well, yesterday, uh, a ring camera footage surfaced of Little Meech entering and exiting a home with another woman. Uh, and uh, he actually spoke about it after the footage came out. Damn, I can't help my cousin bring the bags in the house. Went to the grocery store, man. Problem was that was not too many people seen grocery bags. So people started making memes and they started adding grocery bags. They started adding shopping carts. And all those other things. I saw groceries. You saw groceries? I saw groceries. Didn't Janelle Monet say? What did not Janelle Monet? What Janelle Eichel said? Right. I ate the booty like, like groceries. groceries. Oh, you see the groceries. Yeah, That's I see some groceries going in that groceries. damn apartment. Okay. The crazy thing is, is I'm married, you, but I ain't blind. How could you have a neighbor that releases the ring footage of your apartment? Is that legal? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, First of all, I want to welcome Lil Meach to Houston. <laughs> oh, he was in Houston? That was Houston? He was in Houston. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, man, that that's a major invasion of privacy. Hell yeah. Um, and it should be illegal. If it's not illegal, it should be illegal. It should be a crime. And I'll tell you straight up, bro, if my neighbor tried to play me like that, 
The moment I see him, it's on sight. Putting hands and feet on him. What if it's a woman? The moment I see her, it's on sight. Could you stop, Willie D? Knock it off. I'm just saying it's on sight. I ain't saying saying what's on sight. I'm just saying it's on sight. It's on sight. Man, it's it's a violation. It is a violation. You can't do that. That's not right. The man was helping a woman with her groceries. That's right. If a crime was committed, I can understand him releasing something like that. But just be be spying on your neighbors like that and then just putting it out there. First of all, whoever did that, I'm just going to straight up say that was some whole stuff. Well, they're a groupie. Because you know. if it wasn't Lil Meech, they wouldn't even care. If it wasn't somebody, uh, it wasn't a, a celebrity, they wouldn't even care. They, they, Correct. You know, it's the fact that they caught a celebrity on their ring camera. And they wanted to send that out to the blogs or whoever yeah. else. Or post it on their own Which social media. That's got to be some type of invasion of privacy. I don't know what happened, man. I just know black men don't cheat. And, um, you know, if the man said he was helping somebody with their groceries, why couldn't that man be helping somebody with their groceries? You stupid. Now huh? we, we got to move on to Carlos King. Carlos King was interviewing Nene Leakes, and we're talking we're talking about her, you know, on Real Housewives of Atlanta and how she felt. Uh, Nene said that she could have been bigger than Kim Kardashian. You think you should be bigger than Kim Kardashian? Absolutely. If not bigger, right there with her. I feel like they pushed Kim and they didn't push me. Uh, Kim came on after me. And uh, they opened up every door and every opportunity for her, even putting us together at times and, and making her, you know, much more bigger than me. They pushed Kim to the front and pushed me to the back. And I don't think that was by chance. I think that was the way they wanted it to be. Um, I just think that they made her more successful and she was able to get opportunities and open walk through doors that they just did not want me to walk through how do we feel about conversations like that because hmm? hmm. i just be feeling like what's for a person is for a person i understand that there's machines that can push things but you can push some things sometime and that don't mean the consumer is going to gravitate towards said thing it's something about the kardashians that people gravitate towards and they've been gravitating towards it for years Nene had a great, great run and great did. moment too. I just think you know with 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 Kim, I just think it was the perfect storm with the way that everything folded out. You know, Paris Hilton was her best friend at the time, and Paris Hilton was in 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 front of the lights, and Kim was her her side. You know, her whatever her best friend at the time. Then mm-hmm. the Ray J tape came out, and at that time Ray J was 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 growing in his fame, and it was perfect. Then she was married Chris Humphreys, and he was playing for an NBA team. I know team. you ain't giving Chris Humphreys no damn credit. You're right. I, strike that one from the record. What's the other baller's name? Uh, Reggie, Jones, Reggie Bush. Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush at the time. He was one of the, the the biggest players in the league at that time. Like I just think it was a perfect storm for Kim. Maybe it's scrimping numbers. Maybe if it was a bunch of leaks. Seriously. Maybe oh. if it, maybe if it was a bunch. Like she had a whole team with her. She had her sisters. That's true. Too. You know what I mean? She had her mom. That's like true they too. had a whole squad. Maybe it's scrimping numbers. But I do think they did Nene dirty as far as a reality show. I think they should have pushed them on. Now she also talks about one of our homies. Claudia Jordan uh, and talks about that term which uh, Nene made uh, real famous up here talking starless Claudia Jordan starless (laughs) (laughs) who won between you and Claudia in Puerto Rico I'm always the winner (laughs) and uh, so I obviously won Um, but I will give Claudia this although she said the most nastiest things about me and she's been holding on to a grudge for a hundred thousand years I would have to give I'm gonna give her this I've read many of girls honey and I've been on this show with many girls I would have to say that she was probably my number one battle she was definitely right up there to battle with 
Yeah, I don't think that there's not been one other girl that could probably battle the way she did because I took her through it, and I feel like she took me through it. And uh, so I feel like we, we gave each other a run. Yeah, I think they did. And I will say one thing about our homie, Claudia Jordan. She don't back down to nobody. So salute to uh, NeNe Leakes and Claudia Jordan. We ain't got nothing to smoke. You ain't play nothing to smoke that they talking about? No, we ain't got time unless you mm. want to be late for your doggy. I don't even. I never even heard the smoke. So I don't know. No, all right, well, <laughs> know. that is your rumor report. But who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour, man. What is going on in the world? We got white people screaming racism against other white people. This is crazy this morning. We gonna talk about it. Is that possible? I don't know, but we gonna discuss. All right, we'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Snoop Dogg's From the Streets to the Suites. Here's Snoop's journey from the streets of Long Beach to hip-hop legend. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash Snoop. I was donkey up the day. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. I ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. Call donkey of the day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne. Who got the donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Wednesday, August 2nd goes to Michael Sack. Uh, Michael Sack is a white police officer in St. Louis who has filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against the city and two black city officials claiming he was excluded from a promotion to become police chief. Now, this is something you don't hear too often. Uh, a white man screaming racism because he didn't get a position he wanted. We've seen this a billion times from black people uh, and others, okay? And usually they are correct. Systemic racism is something that exists in every industry in America. We know this. That's why we have laws to prevent this kind of discrimination from happening. Uh, what is it? The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission? Under, those, under the laws enforced by the EEOC, it is illegal to discriminate against someone, applicant or employee, because of that person's race, color, religion, sex, including gender identity, sexual orientation, pregnancy, national origin, age, 40 or older, disability, or genetic information. I'm saying all that to say there are rules in place to keep people from being discriminated against and to keep that discrimination from impacting their employment. Not saying it always works, but the laws are there. And when you feel there is discrimination, you can sue. That's what's happening here with Michael Sack. He's suing, like I said, for racial discrimination because he said he was excluded from a promotion of police chief. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. The position ended up going to another white man. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Let's go to NBC5 on your side for the report, please. Tonight, the city of St. Louis faces a lawsuit over its selection of a new police chief. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Sack alleges he was not promoted because he's white. Sack, who served as interim chief, was considered a front-runner in the initial search. But Mayor Tashara Jones started a second nationwide search seeking more diversity in candidates. The city ended up hiring Chief Robert Tracy, a white man. Sack's lawsuit claims the mayor made that choice only after two black finalists dropped out and to cover up for not giving the job to him. The mayor's office says it cannot comment on pending litigation. What is going on in America? You have a white cop suing the city and two black officials claiming he didn't get a job because of racism. Yet another white cop got the job. You got Lizzo being sued for weight shaming. What's next? Is Laverne Cox about to be accused of transphobia? I mean, this is ridiculous. Michael Sachs says in the lawsuit his race was a determining factor, motivating factor, or played a part in the city's decision not to promote him. I'm so confused here. Uh, I'm not white and there is no white people in the room. Uh, well, I guess Nick. Yeah, Nick is... Huh? You're white, right, Nick? Yes, spicy white. Uh, there's levels to whiteness, all right? Um, is there? 
I'm not talking about levels in regards to class. I'm talking about strictly race. Is there levels to the white race? Is there white and off-white? Or is that just Virgil's clothing line? Because I don't understand this. Is Michael Sack transracial? Does he identify as something other than white? I don't understand. How is he seeking financial compensation for loss in wages and benefits for racial discrimination when another white man got the job? Now, Michael is saying that him and another white were the only two people who met the roles in qualifications and who had passed the written test, but the mayor, Tashara Jones, told them that she would not pick either one of them because she only had two white male candidates to choose from, and St. Louis is more diverse than white males. That's what uh, Michael's saying in the lawsuit. The lawsuit also says that the city wanted a black commissioner but had to settle for Robert Tracy, the other white candidate, because there was no other black candidate to select from because one of the finalists who was black withdrew his application and another declined the city's offer. Hey, if that's true, that's life but it still doesn't negate the fact that a white man got the job i'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary but if you're telling me that you didn't get a job because you're white but another white person did indeed get the job then i'm going to ask you to drink this ginger ale and these crackers because you must have a fever and a stomachache all right there's no way you could possibly be feeling well here's the thing white people stop you don't have to colonize everything, okay? It's always the unpigmented population trying to take everything the marginalized has and make it their own. They trying to take hip hop. They tried taking Tiger Woods, but they gave him back. And trust me, he didn't want to leave. And now they trying to take racial discrimination from us? No, 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 no. The unmelanated gall of Michael Sack. A white man losing his job to another white man isn't racism. It's called America. Okay, racism, you know, uh, is if the boss didn't hire him because he don't want no chalky colored cracker working in this building. But that wasn't the case. He didn't lose the job because he was white. He lost the job because they found a better white. See, if America was just about the best person winning, then it would be all good. Okay, if it was about all things created equal and the most qualified person succeeding and things like race and gender and sexuality didn't help or hinder, it would be fine. But that fairness only exists when you're dealing with men who look like the founding fathers of this country. So sorry, Michael, if you just weren't the white person. No, I mean, right. Per Wait, maybe I do mean white. Oh, OK, sorry, Michael, you just weren't the right white man for the job. Please let Chelsea Handler give Michael Sack the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw. That is way too much, Dan Mayonnaise. Come on, Michael. Relax. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. When we come back, well, first, BT, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace to BT. Peace to BT. Peace, BT. I think I know what you're talking about, man. What? I think I know what's on your mind. I saw y'all I saw y'all contemplating it. Well, what's that? After we talked about it. What's that? The little meat situation. Play, play our uh, Breakfast Club <laughs> theme music, please. The court music. Breakfast Club Court. Now, Lil Meech, you know, he cleared up something that happened the other day. Now, he was out in Houston, and a young lady needed some help packing her groceries Come and getting on, her groceries to the house. And the, so, young me Lil Meech did what any brother out there would do, what our parents have taught us to do. If you see somebody in distress... You help them out. Especially a woman in distress, what do you do? You help them out. Now, Willie D, you are from the South. Damn. You from Houston. You from Houston. Southern hospitality, Willie Don't D. Don't mess with Texas. Now, you see a woman out there that's struggling with her groceries... Are you going to help her carry them groceries to the house? Depends on how fine she is. Oh, Lord, Willie, you ain't... <laughs> Willie. <laughs> 800-585-1051. That's not what I was talking about. Let me talks about what happened. I was happened. talking about listen, good listen, old hospitality. Am I can't help my cousin bring the bags in the house. Oh, ain't that his cousin? Went to the grocery store, man. 
Man, why are y'all bugging out on the internet, man? This man was helping his cousin mm-hmm. now, now check this out, bring her man. groceries into her apartment. Mm-hmm. I looked at the videotape. The video, he was only there for like 10 minutes. 17 minutes. 17 minutes. There you go. Yeah. Check I tried to shave off seven. So, so, okay. so a, a good friend of mine mm-hmm. sent me this text message. Okay. And it's important. That's why it's important to have women input on things like this. Yeah. She said, what if the chick told the neighbor to hit the rain camera to risk to, to, to release the rain that's camera. right that's right hey Footage. I got so little Meech helping me with my groceries little Meech is, was helping me with my groceries hit the rain camera yeah you right for a come up boy I tell you well, let's talk about it I tell you man I think we just solved the case is little Meech wrong <laughs> he was just trying to do his, his southerly hospitality well, I duties I think your homegirl right Willie yeah she, your homegirl too yeah Teslin Oh, <laughs> Tess oh on the okay. Beach with it, man. Okay, I ain't even think about that. So, yeah. okay, we figured it out. Lil Meech was just helping this woman with her groceries, being a good Samaritan, mm-hmm. and somebody hit the, she called her neighbor to hit the ring camera just so she can have a little come up. Yeah. Whoa. Wow, do y'all believe Whoa. Lil Meech? That is the question. Whoa. Lil Meech was trying to do Whoa. the right thing out there. Whoa. You know, trying to put out a little Southern hospitality to Whoa. help a young lady. You guys have been saying men are not helping people, not opening the doors, not carrying the groceries. So this brother helped him carry the groceries, and y'all got him under the bus. Let's talk about it when and we come back. And I heard it wasn't no elevator in that building. Heard it was six flights of stairs that man had to climb up. God bless Lil Meech. Come 800 585 Let's discuss this. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest host, Willie D, joining us. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking Little Meech, all right? Play the uh, Breakfast Club court theme, please. Now, Little Meech was charged with... Uh, We'll say cheating, allegedly. Now, black men don't cheat. Little Meech, uh, there's video of him uh, helping a young lady who looked like she was distressed. It looked like she just went grocery shopping, and uh, allegedly her building didn't have an elevator. So Meech was just helping her carry these bags up the stairs. I heard that she didn't have no elevator. There were seven flights of stairs. Mm -hmm. Little Meech, being a good Samaritan, Little Meech decided to help this young lady with her groceries. That's right. Her neighbor caught 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 uh, caught them on the ring camera. Correct. Now, Willie D brought up a fantastic point. What? What would you say your homegirl said, Willie D? What if the girl, I mean, uh, the girl employed the neighbor mm-hmm. to record herself and then, you know, she had an opportunity to release it to the public? I think that's clearly and, what happened. And blow her name up. I think that's clearly what happened. She, she saw Little Meat, took advantage of Little Meat's kindness. Him being a great Samaritan, Lil Meech helped her with the groceries. She told her neighbor hit the ring camera, sent it out to all the blogs. Lil Meech is innocent. But that not only that, let's think about him. Little Meech was there for 17 minutes, 17 right? minutes. How many? 17. 17 minutes. Now, he went in, went out. Now, on his way out, we seen the girl again on the way out. She ain't, didn't look she, disheveled at all. She wasn't disheveled. She wasn't wearing a T-shirt. That's right. She was wearing the same hair. Her hair was good. Up. That's right. That's Nothing. right. Okay, so, okay. You know, just devil's advocate. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Mm-hmm. For them to walk into that room, walk into that house, and he get behind her. Black men don't cheat. Back. That didn't happen. I'm just saying. I'm just right. saying. That didn't happen. This, this but is I'm to be disheveled, though. No, no, no. Not necessarily. I mean, like, I mean, well, I am the cleanup man, so not necessarily. I mean, it just depends on who it is. Right, right, right. It just depends on who she's doing it with. Right. You know, I'm not saying that he did something. Black men don't cheat. I'm saying that these type of things. That that is a scenario where something like this could happen. Now, looks, now Taylor, Taylor, our producer, she was in the other room, but right. she can hear us. Right. And all I heard over the microphone was, "I hate y'all," and I don't understand 
I don't understand where that came from. So Taylor's here because not, you know you got three grown men in here right. talking about a situation that, that clearly needs a woman's perspective. Taylor, why did you say you hate us? Because clearly, I didn't even think about it. What you said, like he was helping with some groceries. That's saw some groceries too. Good Samaritan. Yeah. But Taylor, if you look at the young lady's hands, it looked like they were putting things in the refrigerator. Like, you know when you get what? groceries? I don't so know. You, so, so Taylor, if you, saw, I don't know. if you saw him helping with groceries, what's the problem? I didn't see no bags of groceries. That's what you I'm talking saying. About groceries. Oh, you talking about booty? Yeah. He wasn't. Come on, stop. That's, get your mind out the gutter, Taylor. 17, it only takes 17 minutes. That's how much, how long it was, right? what? Okay. What are you accusing this man? Are you saying this man is guilty? I'm saying I ride with Summer Walker. That's what I'm saying. Man, Taylor been riding on us, man. You know, for the last 48 hours. I, mean, I think I think Taylor needs counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's go to the phone lines. Carry on. Yes. Good morning. Yes. yes. Good morning. Did you see that video of Little Meech being a, a being great a good Samaritan, guy, a great Samaritan, helping that young lady with her groceries? <laughs> And do you stop being guilty? <laughs> guilty of what? Being a good Samaritan? I agree. No, you stop telling me that man guilty for something he sells to the goodies. That's what he was telling. Black men don't yes. cheat. Yes, they do. Look in that man's eyes. You can see the devil coming out of his eyes. <laughs> I saw a man trying to enjoy a blunt, but he just finished walking up 17 flights. He was tired. He just walked no, up. He, he was thinking. helping himself to the booties. He has a right to get a fat at him. You know he's guilty. He's guilty as doo-doo. Mm -mm. Thank you. I don't prove, I can't, you can't prove none of this. Sarah. Yes. Hey, good morning. You seen that video of Lil Meech being a great Samaritan helping somebody? I mean, just being a good Samaritan. First of all, first of all, first of all, all this crap that's going down with me with um, Little Meech, even Little Alert Meech, is ridiculous. How you going to come across like that? What did he do? With, so what did he do? All he did was help he a young lady with her groceries. First of all, everybody keeps talking about what groceries did. I don't see, I didn't see nothing there in groceries. The only thing I saw was that bag of trash that he should have took out he did before coming in the house. He, the video the cut only off. The groceries I saw him doing was following that ass inside the house. The video cut off right before um, he took the trash out. Yep. And see, what happened was... He had already went up 17 flights of stairs. He tired. He took the trash out, and then when he was walking back out, the girl was like, hey, you should come get some Gatorade before you make that trek down yep. to 17 flights of stairs again. And that's why he went back in that's the right. house for. That's Yep. The only bag that I saw he had was in his, that liquor bag. It was probably filled with gas, maybe some candy bars, some condoms. Wow. He had in his hand or something he had in his wow. hand. That's Man. the only thing. No, sir. The only groceries that was going in that house. Was that ass he was following? Sarah, as a kid, internet detectives or something else. Y'all never, you never seen Sarah, your dad help help a lady with with bags at the grocery store before? Who? My father? My no, no. The only person that my uh, that he would help anything would be my mother. My mother would have been all over that ass. Hey, right, how we Sorry. know that wasn't an old no. lady, dude? Yeah, that could have been an old lady. We can't, we couldn't really tell. How we know that wasn't just a young looking old lady? She might have been sixty seven years old for all we know. In Houston, they age very well, right, Willie? Absolutely. Sir, she looked like she had on a full sheen outfit. I don't know what 70-year-old or 50-year-old wears sheen or fashion over. Patty LaBelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patty LaBelle, you'll stop oh. it, man. 800-585-1051. We'll talk a little Meech this morning. Now, there was a video of Little Meech going viral yesterday, and people are saying he cheated, he cheated, he cheated. But the brother said, 
I was just helping out with the groceries. And from the video, it looks like he was helping with the groceries. That's right. I mean, Charlemagne said allegedly there was no elevator, so they had to walk up six, seven flights. I heard it was 17, actually. 17 I flights. I said six or seven, but so I heard the, it was actually 16 or 17. So the fact that the brother helped put all the groceries away, got mm. a little Gatorade, and then left. Mm. And I want to explain something real quick, because I know people are saying, what damn apartment complex has 17 floors with, not, with no elevator? So I just want to say that perhaps the elevator was broken. It was broken. Yeah, it was broken. And there is such a thing as innocent until proven guilty. So uh, I, we reserve the right to give Lil Meech the benefit of doubt. Brother, more powerful to you. More powerful. Stay strong, brother. Stay strong, you stay good strong. Samaritan. Stay, stay strong, brother. Black man don't cheat. There you That's go. Right. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Little Meech. There was a video that went viral yesterday of him uh, at somebody's house, and he responded with this. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Little Missy, Little Meech seems like he was being a good Samaritan. I mean, people are saying all the time that, you know, they, they don't see kids and people helping old women and, and people at grocery stores anymore. They don't man, see Little Meech from the South, man. Little Meech understands Southern nice. hospitality. Little Meech understands being a good Samaritan. Black men don't cheat. BMF, black men faithful. Like, Little Meech wasn't doing nothing but what he was supposed to be doing, which is helping that young lady, or uh, old lady, because I think she was older. But she just looked young. I think she was 67, actually. He was just helping her with her groceries. Hello, who's this? Bianca. Hey, Bianca. Good morning. Good morning. You seen that video of Lil Meech helping that uh, young lady with her groceries? Yeah, uh-huh. Let's with it. Listen, and I'm from Detroit, so I know a lie when I... No, you don't. That's why he's lying. Why he lying? Tell me why he lying. Okay, so he was carrying the groceries? Yeah, he was carrying groceries. In what, in what bag? I couldn't really see because the ring camera was high and his hands was down, so I couldn't really see what he had in his hands. Nothing, no bag. You know, Listen, I, and I love, I love the fact that y'all want to take up for a black man, but knocking off, he got caught. Listen, listen, and I know he's talking about the fuck, talking about that girl booty anyway. Listen, y'all worrying about the wrong thing, which y'all should be worrying about. The invasion of privacy that happened with that woman who recorded that ring camera. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, they, 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 y'all? That's the actual crime. He can't right? commit no crime. And what if it was an old lady? Would they be still having this type she of energy? She was old, Willie. No, I'm talking about old, old lady, like 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 ninety. I think she's about sixty-seven. Kasha. Yeah. yeah. You see that video, little me trying to be a great Samaritan, helping that lady with her groceries. I didn't see that nonsense. Why is that nonsense? So you don't think people should help women with their groceries? Man, come on! Now you go. Out, now you reach it because. He was not helping nobody with no groceries. What was the bag? What kind of bag did you tell him, man? You, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I did. We, we couldn't see the bag because he had his hands down and the cam, the, the camera was cut off. So you could only see him from the waist up. So I couldn't Sound see. like a black man making it stupid. I couldn't see what he had in his hands. And I can tell you how I know he had something in his hands because he had a blunt in his mouth and he never reached for that blunt. Couldn't reach <laughs> for that blunt because he had bags in his hand, man. Yeah, he had a whole box in his arm. Felt like he was carrying a box of milk or something. And he was only in there for 17 minutes. So all these things he wasn't there to do anything really. But helping with some groceries, I didn't see no groceries either. Let's just keep it real. That black man was cheating. No, he was not because black men don't cheat. What is up with y'all? I don't know. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Keisha. Hey, Keisha. Good morning. We, we're talking about the video of Lil Meech being a great Samaritan, helping uh, this young woman with her groceries. I'm sure that you there's been times when you needed help for groceries and didn't have help. And he, he could have been there to help you as well. 
Oh, no. I have a husband, but I've experienced something similar. I feel like it's very inappropriate. And if, um, if it's just a cousin, why can't summer meet her? Well, first of all, you from the 843. I can hear it in your voice. What you sure, mean? I know it. You say you experienced something similar. What happened? Well, my husband, he is friends with the young ladies. I said to him, but I'm not too comfortable with their friendship. But he still hasn't allowed me to meet the girl. He still has what with the girl? I still have not met the young lady. Well, we already know that your husband is innocent because he's from the low country. And black men do, <laughs> black men definitely don't cheat from the low country. Okay? <laughs> That's we, a lie. We do not cheat, man. Yes, you do. I just think it's inappropriate, and I think the girl, she was trying to catch him, so. I do agree that someone should meet the cousin. You know what I'm saying? But you can't meet all your cousins. She in Houston. That's his cousin from Houston. Hello, who's this? It's your boy, Yagi. Yagi, Yagi, good morning, man. You see little me, she's trying to be a great Samaritan. I'm sure that might have happened with you before. You just trying to be nice, right? Yeah, man. 17 minutes, you had to be taking groceries in there, because, you know, if you were doing anything, you'll be between five and ten minutes. <laughs> 17 minutes, you have to put the up. Now, hold on now. See, I don't like that because, see, what somebody going to do is the math. So they're going to say between five and 10 minutes. That means it took you five and it took you about three minutes to get undressed, five to 10 minutes to handle your business, then three minutes to get dressed again. That's about 17 minutes, bro. I don't like that math. No, I don't no. like that math. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. You got to be in and out there, man. He just put groceries up. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Black men don't cheat. You're right. That man was definitely helping putting the groceries up. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Alex. Hey, Ala, you seen that video, Lil Meech, man, just trying to help that woman with her groceries, man. It's such a great Samaritan, don't you agree? <laughs> That's what he was doing? Yes. Nah, he wrong. Wrong for what? Do y'all know what the definition of hospitality is? The friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Little Meech is, is renowned for his hospitality, and now y'all hurting, judging that man for it. I don't like this. Guilty and embarrassing. I don't like how they doing Lil Meech like that. I think I think it's a smear campaign against Lil Meech. First they were saying that he ain't shower. Then they said something else before. Now they saying this. The brother just trying to do good out here, and y'all just and y'all messing with him. And I don't like the cast of uh, Power and the other shows clowning Lil Meech for this. Because my brothers, this could be any of us at any given moment. You see, this man clearly got set up. This man was being a good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Walked up seventeen flights of stairs. You couldn't see the bags in his hand because the ring camera was cut off Mm. from the waist down. Clearly, whoever he was with called somebody and said, hey, record Mm. Lil Meech helping me with my groceries. This man was set up. That could be any of y'all at any given time. I don't think y'all should be making jokes about this. Mm -mm -mm. They really trying to stop the black men don't cheat movie. In closing, what you think, Willie D? I think that the man is innocent Mm -hmm. until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. We should all reserve judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we see something different. Black men don't cheat. That's right. Black men don't cheat. Mm-hmm. They don't even understand that when you say black men don't cheat. Black men don't men. cheat. Men. Right. Put that in quote. And black men don't cheat. Okay. I want you. All right. When we come back, we got to talk LeBron James uh, in his school. We'll, we'll discuss when we come back at The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. 
So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of the pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with the muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan. Because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MPG. 37 Highway MPG. 33 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 35 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive. 29 City MPG. 36 Highway MPG. 32 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 34 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. All right. Well, we're going to start off with Javante Davis. Now, yesterday, Javante Davis was talking. He was talking about if he would stop Terrence Crawford, what would happen? I got a, I got a question for you, Tank. At, at 147, how does uh, a fight with you and Terrence Crawford look? Oh 147? I tap that chin, you know he going to sleep. I already know. I already know he is. I already know he is. <laughs> he said no chin. I, hey, I got round five. I got round six. 
I'll go with that. I'm gonna put my money around six. What do you think? Uh, Gervonta Tank at one forty-seven. I mean, t- Tank and um, Crawford. Crawford at one forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'll take Bud in that. I love. I, I like Tank a lot though. Why? Why? Yeah. Man, based off what I saw Saturday night, that's why. Okay, <laughs> what you talking about? Why? Like Terrence Crawford unlocked the level that you know none of us have seen, and we all know Terrence Crawford is a beast. We know that. What forty and oh, how many knockouts? Like 30, 32 or something mm-hmm. like that. Like we know he's a beast, but on Saturday night we saw him unlock another level. So he mm-hmm. has another level, and the level I saw Saturday, I don't see nobody beating uh, Terrence Crawford at one forty-seven. Willie D, what you think? I concur. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. What he, what 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 Terrence Crawford did, man, it was, I mean, it was magical, and it, and it and it was reminiscent of the the golden era of boxing. You had the Hearns and the, the Sugar Ray Leonard's mm-hmm. and the, the Haglers and the Roberto Durans and the Wilfred Benitez's. Man, that was like, hey, man. That was on that type of level. That's right. Is that and a fight y'all would want to see? Though? That in a while. Mm-hmm. Is that a fight y'all would want to see? Oh, I see? would absolutely oh, yeah. like to see that. Tank, fight. Tank, and Bud would be great at one forty-seven. Mm-hmm. But like I said, after what I saw Saturday night, ain't, I don't see nobody beating uh, Terrence Crawford at one forty-seven. If he can get to that, if he can go to that level in a fight, mm-hmm. no. No. Now, now let's talk about LeBron James. Uh, his I Promise School. They're saying that uh, eighth graders failed to pass the state math test. Uh, it was reportedly last year that, of course, the school is in Akron, Ohio, hadn't passed the math portion of their state proficiency exam in three years. Yikes. Now, Stephanie Davis, the new principal, said this. One of the things I'm most excited about coming into the I Promise School is the optimism and energy around getting our students to a level of achievement we know they're capable of. Uh, at this recent board meeting, our preliminary OST data was shared, but it's important to note that proficiency is based on master and grade level standards. Our students have not yet met the grade level mastery mark, but they are demonstrating growth based on iReady scores. Of our income in eighth graders, 32% met their annual typical growth in reading, while 11% met their stretch goal for the year. Now, I will say this. Uh, I don't think it's just a, a I promise school thing. I think it's a education thing. You also got to think in the last three years, a lot of these kids haven't been in school. You know, most of it because of COVID, because of the pandemic. A lot of these kids were being taught over computers and coming back has made it very difficult. If you have uh, kids, you know how difficult it's been because, you know, we as when I say we, I mean, parents had to be the teachers. And for a lot of us, it was difficult. It was it was it was difficult for me to help my kids with their homework. I'm sure it was difficult for you, Charlemagne. Uh, so so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's great, first of all, that LeBron James can, uh, you know, make financial contributions like that to our communities. And, you know, the schools now need to double down on education. Having mm-hmm. said that, I find it very hard to believe not one single kid in the eighth grade passed the state math exam. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you go. That's always going to be one kid. That just just you know is an overachiever. That's always going to be that. So I find that hard to believe. In 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 experimental schools like I promise, the kids are made to actually fail. In many of these type of schools, they're right. actually made to fail so that they can get state and federal funding. If the kids don't fail, then the money don't trickle down to the school districts and they can't create jobs. Mm. 
that's a big deal and a lot most people don't want to have that discussion but that's a real thing i'm not saying that's exactly what's happening there but it happens more than you can imagine yeah i'm not an educator i would have to bring in an educator to have this conversation but it it, it, it sounds to me like somebody clearly wasn't focused on academics right and then i'm also wondering how many students are actually in the school you know what i mean because we can mm-hmm. say all the eighth graders, but how many eighth grader students were there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because this is a small school. It's not a, a, a huge school, what you would think of. And I think I'm reading now one, one report says, you know, in the eighth grade, I'm trying to see, but I think in the full school is 500 students. And that's from three to seven, I think, or three to nine. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I'm just curious to how many students are actually in that school. I don't know. But it, it, either way, if all your eighth grade students fail in math, somebody's not focused on academics. So to mm-hmm. me, that, that, that lies squarely at the feet of the the educators Absolutely. and this is over three years yeah over three this, years this is over three years but I but, but let's make sure that we also include the parents mm-hmm. because everything starts at home and no matter what the school is doing the the parents have the most access and authority over the children and if the parents are not on board it is extremely difficult having said that it is anytime you can have uh, an adult that can step in and, and, and help out kids and, and kids there's a place that kids can go to like I promise and have there's a safe a, a space that they can go to and, and, and have these experiences and be able to learn you're in a place where people really care about you that's important because as we know like one adult could change the trajectory of a child's life that happened for me with my a homeroom teacher, Miss Oliver, Miss Emmett Oliver. I mean, she literally saved my life. Mm. And this could happen when you get good educators. And and I do believe that there are some good educators there, but you're going up against a system. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I got to remind you guys tonight at seven, our iHeartRadio Hip Hop and R and B stations are going to be streaming. Living Black. All right. Now, Living Black is hosted by our very own Jess Hilarious. Drop on a clue bomb for Jess Hilarious, damn it. With performances by Usher, Miguel, Glorilla, Coco Jones, and more. Appearances by LL Cool J, uh, Lola Brooke, Warren G, Roddy Rich, of course, The Breakfast Club. And you're definitely going to want to check it out. All right. So, again, that's tonight. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Uh, and you don't want to miss it again. It's hosted by Jess Hilarious. So you can tune into any of our iHeartRadio hip hop and R&B stations tonight at 7 p.m. local time. And it's going to be streaming on the iHeartRadio YouTube and Facebook channels. All right. People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Are you someone who knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom? Then live large and now thinner with new Magnum Raw Condoms, the thinnest Magnum condom, available where condoms are sold. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, I want to salute uh, Lincoln Tech and uh, iHeartRadio. I'm doing my uh, last car show of the year. I'm doing it a two-day show in Jersey. It's uh, August 26th, August 27th. It's actually the first time in three years that I'm back in the tri-state. Usually it was Atlantic City, which is a two-hour drive, or it's been in Memphis and Houston, Atlanta, Detroit, 
Miami. But this year, we're actually back in the city. I'm so excited. So we got to do a two-day show. So one day, it's all about the newer cars. So your Magnums, your Chargers, your Ferraris, your Lambos, Durangos, any car that you got that's new that you did, you know, whatever it is. You put your TVs, you put fish tank, whatever you did to your car uh, to show it off. That's going to be one day. And then the Sunday is all about the old school cars, your 80s and 90s, your Chevelles, your Impalas and all that. So it's going to be two family fun days. There's going to be rides both days and so many things to do. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And since it's back to school, we're going to be giving away backpacks to kids out there. So if your kids need a backpack, maybe you can't afford it. Whatever it may be, we're going to hold you down. And kids five and under are free. All right. So that's the 26th and 27th of August, a two-day show. You could get a two-day pass. And I can't wait to see you. Of course, we're going to start announcing some of the celebrity cars that we're going to have shortly. Um, but I can't wait to see you guys. And you can get your tickets now. And I also got to remind you guys, tonight, iHeartRadio Living Black. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. It's hosted by Jess Hilarious, our good sister. How's Jess doing? What you mean, how's Jess doing? I mean, she ain't been up here in a while. She ain't cursed us out in a, in a couple days. Um, we, Yeah, on purpose. Just working. Okay. Just busy. No. You know what I mean? Just got a lot going on. Like tonight, hosting the Living Black Block Party. That's right. You know, but you can always subscribe to her podcast, uh, the Carefully Reckless Podcast, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. That's right. And performances by Usher, Miguel, Glorilla, Coco Jones, and more. So definitely tune in tonight and check out Jess. And you can tune in on iHeartRadio's Hip Hop and R&B stations at 7 or the iHeartRadio YouTube and Facebook channels. How you feeling, man? Thank you for, for hanging with us for the last two days, brother. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the invitation. No, thank it's you. It's been fine. It's been fine. You going back to Houston tonight, Willie? What you got going on this week? I'll uh, go back to Houston tomorrow. Okay, okay. Let me ask you, Willie. So since you said that uh, you wouldn't give women flowers on the first date, have women been hitting you upset about it? No. They want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> They've called and they, they're asking for clarity. They want clarity. <laughs> yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, man, you know, I, I, and I want to be clear. You know, I absolutely <laughs> love the women. I mean, and I, I really do respect, but I do believe that that uh, there is a such thing as being too nice too soon, mm -hmm. and you know, that's where I have my reservations and trepidation about what dude did with those flowers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like, uh, uh, bro, you don't you don't do all of that on the first date. Now, some women you you're cool, you know, they're gonna be cool with that, but then there's gonna be a certain segment of women that are not, and I'm not willing to take that type of chance. When when I first meet a woman, because right. the last thing you want to do is spook a woman, just like you can spook a woman with your conversation. Mm -hmm. When you first meet her, you can spook her with your acts right. of, of giveness, of giving. You know. Gotcha. So yeah. Okay. I'm not with that. All right. Well, when we come back, we got a positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, you got some positivity for the people. I do, man. Uh, and I wish some of y'all fools would understand what I'm about to say, but you don't <laughs> and won't. But I'm going to tell you anyway, because maybe one day you will learn. But understand that uh, nothing that's for you will require you to act out of character to get it. Absolutely nothing. If you got to act out of character to get something, it ain't worth it. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.